Hi, this is Chantal Ashante Hill, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams Podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you so much for tuning into episode 52 of Chasing Dreams. Uh, 52 is a crazy number. I'm not sure how we ever got here. So, 51 wonderful friends and guests later, we have one more wonderful person to add. Her name is Chantal Ashante Hill. She is originally from Chicago, Illinois, and she began as a gymnast at six years old, but began her formative formal ballet training at the late age of 17. With the heart and the strength of God, she persevered to get her calling, which she now calls spiritual ballerina. Chantal is the spiritual ballerina who dances as God's vessel to glorify God and draw his people closer to the lives they were created to live. She has trained and performed with the Dance Theater of Harlem, performing the Nutcracker, the Joel Hall Dancers, performing Authentic, she did a performance at the Centre du Danse Marais in Paris. Hopefully I said that right. Um, and at the Dance Ministry Institute, she did the Nativity, Birth of a King, in New York City. She also did the Judah, Dan- Judah International Dance Theater, where she performed the Psalm Symphony in New York City. And, I mean, it's crazy how many places she's been. I, I mean, I listed them, but, you know, that's a lot of training. And I could go on about this, but <laughs> she is... Chantal has been featured and interviewed on Trinity Broadcast Network. Since her interview, she is developing a documentary as a spiritual ballerina, and she has taken some time out to come on to this show and talk about what it's like to be a ballerina. And uh, honest to God, Chantal, you are the first ballerina I have ever met. Aww. (laughs) That is very cool. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited right now. Woo! I, honestly, uh, so I don't know a lot of ballerinas. I'm not from New York City. I'm not from um, Chicago or any of the metropolitan cities, I guess, that would have, you know, theaters for performances uh, by ballerinas or anything like that. So a friend of mine, who we have a mutual friend, and she, you know, listens to the show. She's a supporter, supporter of the show. And she said, you know, hey, Amy, I have a friend. She's a ballerina. And I really think you should talk to her for the show. And I said, um yeah, duh, why haven't you told me about her before? And here you are. You have a very interesting background. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> now, is, is this a full-time thing for you, ballerina? Um, right now, it's, it's not full-time, mm-hmm. but I know God will bless me to uh, make it full-time. Um, so, yeah. So you it's- have a day job or something that, occupies more of your time but you somehow are finding time to also do this is that kind of the idea yes okay so I um I work with a designer who's very um supportive and 
So anytime I need to go out of the city to do a performance, it's always like, okay, just let me know when. So I, I'm so blessed that I get to dance and perform and travel and still design because I do love to design. I design hats and accessories and different garments. So I, it's like a, the best of both worlds for me. Oh, so you're not even, it's not even like you're doing a job that you dislike. Right. You're enjoying yeah. both. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's even better. <laughs> yes, it is. So, okay, we let me backtrack to the fact that you were six years old and a gymnast. Yes. Does that mean <laughs> that you've been doing gym since you were six? Yes. I used to tumble around the house all the time. Uh, my parents, they put me into gymnastics. And I always had a love for the floor routines because it was so big and I could kind of like do my own thing within the skills. So um, eventually, eventually I went on to dance. Uh, Gymnastics started to become way too expensive. And then I ended up getting injured as well. So I was like, okay, I love to dance. Gymnastics, mm, I like it. But dance is really my calling. So then I went on to to dance. I danced in high school. Um, I really didn't know much about ballet in high school. Um, I did the palms team. And my senior year, I ran into my um, art teacher. And she was like, uh, are you still a gymnast? Are you still doing that? Or what are you doing? And I was like, no, I'm dancing now. And I want to pursue it professionally and I plan to go to Columbia College in Chicago, and I really want to get a scholarship, but I really need more training. And she was like, really? I have a dance studio, Dancepiration Center, and you could come in and take classes, and you can take ballet. And she introduced me to everything, and literally that summer for three months, I went home every day. And I practiced ballet for like two hours. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get this because I know I'm behind. I'm, I'm really going to get this. But it was more like a, a nudge from God telling me like, this is this is going to be something. Like, take the time. Take the time out of your schedule and really go home and practice and train and do these exercises. Make, make sure you stretch. And so within those three months, um, I was it. Three months of the training, and then three months later, I was already on point. So in six months, I was already on point with all of the training that I did that summer. And it usually takes ballerinas years of training to develop point work. And I did that basically in six months, and I had a ballet created for me as well. So... um yeah, that my my uh, journey as a dancer isn't like many dancers because most dancers start at three years old and they begin with the creative movement. But for me, I basically started uh, ballet at seventeen, and um, and I'm a professional dancer now. So it's it shows that when you take out the time and and you work hard and you listen to your heart and what God is telling you for your life, you will get there. I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing. Cause when you say late in life, <laughs> and you're telling me that people start at the age of three. Yes. 
what that also tells me, um, and hopefully those listening, is even though you miss a cutoff date, mm-hmm. it doesn't cut you off. All right, now. Come right? on. <laughs> so you, did you know about that three-year-old thing when you started? I mean, at 17? Yes, I did. did and and I, that didn't bother you or, or stress you out? It, it kind of did. Um, I had a lot of teachers tell me, oh, it's too late. You, It's too late for you to start. But I just knew that I could do it. Like, I had something in me was just like, you can do this. You can do this. I had teachers literally tell me to stop dancing, that I didn't have the, the body or the facility for it, um, that I should switch majors. But I was like, but God told me something different, so... I'm going to listen to what God said. I'm going to listen to what I know I'm capable of doing. So, I mean, because you had the people saying no. You Mm -hmm. had age against you. Right. And you didn't really have training officially. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the only thing you had going was this teacher who had a conversation with you and said, hey, let's try it. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you also had, and this is what, what caught me, you had an injury. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know how bad that injury is, and, and you're welcome to talk or not talk about it, but when you have an injury, sometimes, especially with athletes or um, dancers or people who, who use their body pretty much all the time in their career, don't often come back from it without some kind of, you know, uh, setback. Yes, I actually, I tore my MCL, I tore my LHL, and I sprang my ACL. Hmm, that's just a lot of letters. Uh, <laughs> I know, that can't right? be good. Like, what? <laughs> I, I, I'm not a medical doctor, but that's a lot of letters. That can't be good. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so I tore all of those things. Had to take like six months off. I was literally depressed. I was like, I can't move. I can't do anything. Um but uh, God gave me that time to uh, meditate on his word and to strengthen me in other areas where I, I was weak. So it all worked out. It all works out for your good. Um, yeah, if you don't mind, can I ask a question about that mm-hmm. time um, during your injury after you were recovering and mm-hmm. you said you were in depression? Yes. Um, uh, I, I, oh. No, no, go yeah. ahead. I, when I don't dance, when I don't move, I, I'm further from myself. Mm -hmm. So some days it's like three o'clock and I'm like, why do I feel like this? Did I, and then I think I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get a time, get any time to, I didn't have any time to stretch or to take a ballet class or to just move freely from myself. And as soon as I do that, I feel back to myself. So for me, like, I know that I was created to to dance. I was called to this because it's my being. It's like my makeup. When I, when I don't do it, I'm just like, okay, I'm incomplete right now. So I need to stretch. I need to, to dance. I need to do something with movement right now. And if I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. But, so. so you're laid up and you're you're recovering and you mm-hmm. have days like that where you're feeling not like yourself, which is mm-hmm. essentially depression, right? Where, mm-hmm. where you're kind of laid up right. and just not motivated to even go back to the way you were. Six months of that, back to back to back. Do you think that was uh, God encouraging you to push forward or do you think that's what helped 
motivates you to move forward? Because I mean, I can't imagine six months being <laughs> right. laid up and be, being able to motivate myself to go back to what I knew, especially when I was injured. So for, I think it was, it was both because during that time, I really didn't have a, uh, like a strong spiritual relationship. Mm -hmm. So during that time it made, I couldn't dance. So for me, it, I got into yoga a lot and I was like, okay, I'm going to try and stretch this way other than like physical therapy, but on my own stretching. So now I have like a rhythm of my own kind of like spiritual yoga where I I have to stretch every day for at least an hour and 30 minutes. And this is when I meditate. So it flipped me to, to focus on meditation and stretching when I couldn't dance. So I guess my focus changed during that time mm -hmm. which helped me get through I can't dance or seeing other dancers because I, sometimes I would just go to class just to watch dance and like take notes and it helped me it helped for me to see okay this dancer is doing it that way how can I what how can I execute it better so I would take notes in class and um, try and look at videos of different dancers and get different ideas about certain movement or about costuming so it kind of it, it worked out for me um after I got through the fuzzy stage of like okay what am I supposed to do here right right and and you're new to this area 17 you know everyone else around you your peers um I can't imagine that there are too many 17 year old new ballerinas Mm, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're surrounded by all these people who are far more advanced than you. Mm -hmm. You are not necessarily in their minds, probably on their level. How did you how did you handle that kind of a situation? Um. <laughs> well, maybe I'm wrong. Was it was that even a situation? Yeah, it definitely was a situation. Um, it was it was like a battle within. Um, hmm, let me see how, because I would, the, the negative part about it was like, okay, I am starting late. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm embarrassed every day. Uh, I would go home sometimes really sad and I would call either my mom or dad and talk to them about it. And they would always encourage me, but the positive side was I'm in this class with these dancers that started at three years old. Mm -hmm. I just started. So how I must be doing something right. If I'm in the same class with someone that started three years old, like I must have something, something has to be there. That's a great perspective. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was, I was kind of like wavering between both, both situations. Um, and getting through it, it was a lot of time alone, crying, um, praying, <laughs> trying to figure it out. Like, okay, God, is this you? Do you really want this for me? And every time I would, like, 
go back and be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to go to school for physical therapy. God will always open doors for me, uh, opportunities for me to dance. And I'll be like, okay, this is you, this is you. I just have to work harder just because it's, you started late or all of these obstacles are in front of you. Doesn't mean you have to quit. It means, okay, I have to, okay, this obstacle, how can I get past this? What do I need to do? Okay, I got to work harder. It's going to take more. I have to put more heart in. I have to take it seriously. So it wasn't, um, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a major battle for me starting late. And I guess the follow-up question I have is, did you have a support system? Yes. <laughs> I have. God sent me so many people. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, God. Like, right on time. Even my family. I have mm-hmm. a big family. Um, I have four brothers and a sister. My parents, always supportive. Uh, whatever you want to do. And I always wanted to be like, okay, I'm going to... I I just want to make my parents proud by going to college and getting this degree and I'm going to do this. I'm going to get physical therapy. But they were like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to dance, but I don't know. Do And it's always in my heart, dance, 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 dance. Okay. So my parents is just like supportive. You can do whatever you want to do, whatever you love to do, whatever you're passionate about. Um, church members, people that I work with always encouraging me, like, keep dancing, keep dancing. I gave up and I regret it every day. Keep dancing, keep moving, keep following your purpose and your calling. Um, so I'm just so blessed. I have so many wonderful people in my life that encourage me and help me and motivate me and keep me <laughs> So I'm just like so grateful for that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's amazing what you can do with a support system. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that you can't do it without one, but I, I truly do believe people go further when they have that amongst them. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not an artist. It's not in my nature necessarily outside of this podcast. Um, you know, I don't have a natural talent to paint or perform like mm-hmm. you, right? Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you find your performances, your gigs, so to speak? How do you go forward? I mean, you're practicing, you're training, you know how to perform. How do you know where the next step is, where you get out from the practice room to the stage? Well, for for me, it was most of my opportunities have just came to me, appeared like out of the blue. Uh, But I feel like it's because I stay visible. I'm always, I have everything prepared so people know who I am. Because if they don't know who you are, if they don't see you in in the light, then they don't know you. And they can't be like, okay, we need a dancer for this. We need a dancer for that. So for me, I'm always active. I'm always like either posting pictures, posting videos of my work so people can see what I do. And um, just being out there and always um, taking the time. Sometimes the performances aren't going to be paid and you're going to have to take, you know, you're going to just have to do it without getting paid. And those opportunities, you 
get to network with people and then it leads you to other avenues and other events. So for me, a lot of things have come to me. A lot of people have like, oh, okay, I think I know a dancer or something of that nature. Um, that's, that's how it is for me. I know it's a lot of, in New York, you can go to uh, auditions. I know like Dance NYC, they have auditions every day somewhere. But for me, I don't just go to auditions because that's not the call over my life. Like I, I know a lot of dancers that it's like, okay, cats is auditioning. You want to go? Oh, the cruise line. Oh, this, oh, that. And it's like, that's not really what I want to do. So I'm not going to just go to any audition just to get a check. That's not where I am in my life. Like, I don't want to wake up every morning. I'll be dancing, but is it truly the dance that I want to dance? No. So that's why for me, um, as a spiritual ballerina, I kind of, um, I kind of map out what I want to do now that I have. I've danced with companies and I've done that. But for me now, as an independent artist, I pick and choose what I want to do and where I want to go with my career. Because I know God doesn't want me. I, I know God doesn't want me in a company uh, or in a cruise line or, or something of that nature right now. He wants me to be in line with his call. So, yeah. And so <laughs> you are a Chicago native. Yes. Did you relocate to New York because of the opportunities in uh, for ballerinas or is there no opportunities in Chicago? What if someone wanted to say, hey, I want to be a ballerina. Do they have to go to New York? Is that the thing to do? <laughs> uh, I would say New York is more, um, it has more ballet, contemporary ballet company mm -hmm. than Chicago. Initially, I moved to New York because I got accepted into Dance Theater of Harlem to train there with them. So that was the reason why I moved. But Chicago, they don't really have a lot of contemporary ballet companies. Um, they have uh, probably two or three known Ballet companies, Joffrey Ballet, Ballet Chicago. Um, I can't think of the other names. So they have more. Chicago is more like a jazz, modern uh, city. It's very strong with that. But New York is very diverse and they have so many different types of companies. And the training, um, I don't, I don't want to say the training is, is better. Um, you just get more in New York. Okay, and, and I, I get that, right? So there are different places that have different, I don't, don't want to say specialties, but are known mm -hmm. for, for some of the things they do. But you have taken your talent and your education and your skills, and you've now become the spiritual ballerina. What was it that made you decide to kind of become this, what's the best word, to, em to envelope, uh, envelop Mm -hmm. This spirit, this persona. That's what I was looking for, persona. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I was interviewed on um, TBN, Trinity Broadcast Network, in in Chicago. And the night before, I was like, how do I want them to introduce me? Like, what? I don't know what I want them to call me. Should I say 
I don't know. I don't want to say a praise dancer. I don't want to say a ballet dancer. I don't want to say just a dancer. I don't Mm -hmm. know what to say. So I was just sitting there, like literally sitting there. And God was like, spiritual ballerina. And I was like, oh my gosh, spiritual ballerina. It just kind of called to you, huh? Yeah, literally. And um, that's where it really began. Um, I was dancing with a company and I felt stifled. I felt like I wasn't growing as a being or I wasn't artistically um, moved in the way that I wanted to be. So I ended up leaving that company and um, I just wanted to move in the way God wanted me to, and I wanted my dancing to change lives and to bring hope and to empower and to um, direct the focus on the world, but on the the life that God has called us to live. And I started doing that, and I, I started seeing a change in myself and in the people around me. And... I wanted to keep inspiring. And I I just, I want to break the idea that you have to, you can only get by by working a nine to five and that's it. So most of my work as a spiritual ballerina, um, I'm always motivating, inspiring with my posts. And I want people to live the lives they were called to live. And nothing less. I don't want, I I always hear a lot of people like, "Um, I'm working this job and I hate it. And it's just, that's not life. Live your passion. Live. Live. Live the way you want to live. Live your calling. And you can only, you only know that because you know what is in your heart. So... Yeah. Hey, the check is in the mail. Okay. That was, that was great. Just I'll send it <laughs> to you later. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the whole idea behind the show. And I love yeah. that uh, you're encouraging that, that you're living mm-hmm. that, which is awesome to see. Now, how long have you been doing ballerina before you, you did the, before you, invo- uh, before the spiritual ballerina came about? Um, it's been, Almost 10 years. So your journey, uh we could say, was 10 years, right? Did you ever think during those 10 years, which one could argue is a a long time, Uh right? Especially when you're trying to do something and and see progress. As you're doing it, did you ever have moments where you're like, you know what? I'm going to tap out. (laughs) This is a lot. I'm going to tap out. Imagine what time I can get back to myself. My body wouldn't be beaten. Mm-hmm. I'm a tap out. Did you ever feel that way? Um, I felt that way, but I knew I wouldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you allow yourself to feel that way? Meaning, uh, you know, some people are like hard on themselves when they when they feel that. But yeah, um, definitely, definitely, I felt that before. Um, I think artists go through that all the time, but 
it's it's something bigger. It's bigger than us. When you know that it's not about you, then that's when you when that thinking, that pattern that uh, I want to stop, that's when it stops. So, um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think you, I, I think you, you, you hit it. And mm-hmm. we were talking about, um, you know, do you ever feel like you want to tap out? Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that was the question. Okay, <laughs> right. And so, I mean, you've made it ten years. Here you are, being interviewed on TBN uh, mm-hmm. about to do a documentary. Which, by the way, I. How do you do you know anything about a documentary? Do you, like where did that come from? Uh that after TBN that interview aired, people were like, You need to you need to do a documentary. And even on like the producers at TBN and I was like, Oh, okay. But my journey has been God has been pushing me out. Cause I'm like, you know, I never really wanted to be on social media or anything. I'm always like, okay, I'll be in my little corner and I'll do, I'll live life this way. But God has always been like, no, I'm calling you. I'm pushing you out because you have a voice and you need to use it. I made you, I created you to live higher than what you're living now. So I'm like, okay, people want me to do this documentary. And then I, a team came literally came together and was like, okay, so we're going to start this documentary. And I'm like, okay, so I got to figure out what I'm, what, what I'm going to do. Cause you know, this is real. So, um, the documentary will be out and it'll be out in like two weeks. Oh, wow. wait, seriously? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It'll be out in two weeks. Guys, as soon as I get it, the link for the documentary will be on the show notes page. So, Hang tight. We'll, we'll definitely share that as soon as we yes. get it. So you have to ch- you have to tell us. Yes, I definitely will. It's two weeks. Wow. I just that just hit me too. <laughs> how weeks. does that feel? I mean, you're talking about how it just hits you. I mean, you're you're evolving. It sounds like you're evolving. From listening to the story, <laughs> it sounds like you're evolving. And I don't. You didn't see this documentary company coming. And no. oftentimes when I ask my guests you know, where do you see the next step? And a lot of them are like, you know, I have no idea. This just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Do you imagine that as well? Things are just kind of happening or do you have a decisive step you want a, a to-do list of your own that you're kind of just checking off one at a time? Um, I have a to-do list, um, but my list doesn't match God's list. So some things on there, it's like, okay, that's not going to happen because that's not going to lead you where I want you to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but things, they just, uh, they just happen. Uh, I'm, I'm just amazed. I, I've never, I never thought that I would have a documentary. Um, I never thought, uh, I recently was um, on the New York times for, I was modeling, um, a uh, hat by Harry Rosebud, and I was on the cover of the New York Times, and I'm just like, wow. "Wait, what? Yeah!" And like, I'm in the store getting coffee, and the guy's like, "Yo, is that you?" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that is me." <laughs> so it's like everything, things are just happening by the grace of God. I'm just so blessed, so 
so blessed. So, and guys, you too can have an amazing journey because mm-hmm. you know you didn't even see this coming. As I think you could, I think it's safe to say that you could be seen as a role model for younger people. Has mm-hmm. anyone ever approached you about that? About what you've done for them? Yes. Yes, a lot, a lot. And I'm just, I'm always so moved by it because I'm just, I'm living um, my life in a way that I feel will please God. So it's always, it's always um, a blessing to bless someone else in your doing. Uh, And I just, I never thought that I would be this person, <laughs> this, have this life. So I, I'm amazed, but I do get approached by a lot of, a lot of young women, uh, especially in church, uh, a lot of youth ministries, uh, girl ministries. I, I talk with a lot of girls and try and encourage them and, and keep them moving and keep them focused and, and know that they are loved, that they are beautiful, that um, they can do anything that they, they dream. So I speak with a lot of ministries and then just people that I meet from social media. I'm always trying to, I always try to encourage and to inspire. Um, and in the, in that I'm encouraging myself and keeping myself moving forward, moving forward. Always. Well, I, for one, can't wait to see what you moving forward is going to be looking like. Because, <laughs> I mean, the journey you've had, and, and this has been an amazing conversation. Let me be honest. It's, I, I've had an amazing time. And I'm actually curious as to what your answer is going to be to our last question, which is, <laughs> you know, what is something you would recommend to someone who's chasing their dream? Hmm. I would say take time to get to know yourself. Take time to get to know yourself, your true self. Um, because when you are authentically yourself, when you are authentically your true self, you can move to the places that God created you to live. Um, when you know yourself, you know the parts of you that are weak and that hold you back. And when you know those weak parts, you're like, okay, how can I maneuver? How can I make this not my weakness, but my strength? How can I overcome certain situations within myself? So in that knowing yourself, you have to take time to meditate. I meditate every day. Meditate and Become and align yourself with God's call. Figure out who you really want to be. What do you really want to do? So within that time, if you if you feel like meditating is too deep, take time out for yourself to figure out yourself and what you really want to do, who you really are and love yourself. Love yourself through this journey. This is a journey. You will get there. Keep loving yourself. <laughs> so that's 
I don't know if that was too long, but no, that's... <laughs> that was perfect. Okay. That, that was, was awesome. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I can't thank you enough for coming to the show and sharing your story. It's very inspirational and your faith and trust in not only God, but, you know, in what you're doing is a testament. And I think, uh, I, I really hope others are inspired just as I am with what you're doing. And I look forward to seeing what you guys do. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And that was Chantal Ashante Hill, who has such a wonderful journey that I'm, I'm really glad you guys were able to hear it. First time I'm hearing it and I am inspired by what she has done, what she has overcome and what she has been through. And I can't wait to see what else she does. And I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye out for the documentary that ha that's going to be released and probably will be released by the time this episode airs. So definitely check the show notes page for links to that. The links that she's provided as well, the links to her uh, documentary, if I can speak uh, to her documentary and take your advice to heart guys, meditate, take some time for yourself and think about what you want, what your true self. Okay. So do that. And, kind of work towards your dreams guys we keep talking about it every episode but it's important each dream chaser that we have on here has said something of that nature that they want you to live and just live in the words of Chantal so do that and in the meantime as you're living keep chasing thank you so much for listening to chasing dreams Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.